Can we all just get along? Uh, this, this, is a little, this is a little personal. Uh, Scott, our Scott, Ott, and well, there's a Rachel filling in for Bill Whittle, who still has no internet because of the vicious snow drift. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bill will be back next week, we hope. But so great to have you. This this one's a little personal. Um, I grew up Gen X when maybe race relations weren't perfect, but I got to watch them improve as I was an adult. And even when something so savage and awful as the Rodney King beating happened in the in the early 90s when I was living in, in Northern California, um, that man asked, can we can we all just get along? And that was always the goal from when I was a kid. Uh, I, I, I grew up after Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated and, and all of those awful things in the 60s. But the attitudes had changed. Uh, we were really, I thought we were really trying to get along. And over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so, it seems like not that we can't get along, but that we don't want to try so hard anymore to get along. And I think there's a lot of this on uh, on on both sides. Maybe I should say all the sides, since we got a, a whole lot of different colors in this wonderful, crazy, mixed up country of ours. Um, so let me go to you first on this one. Uh, we're, we're, we're about the same age. We grew up with a lot of the same stuff. Um, what happened to that spirit, do you think? And we we were talking about um, you know, I, don't, I don't want to kick a kick a dead horse, but yeah. uh, you know we were talking about um, you know Scott Adams, and uh, and basically he's given up on trying to get along. I guess at least he said you know I still think we should be friendly, but I think we just need to stay away from you know I guess separate yeah. ourselves from each other and stuff like that. And to answer your question about like you know what where did we go wrong, I think one of the things that he said that is that is a real that is the poison pill in this. Is um, you know, he's concerning like black people getting educated, or he's he's just saying that education is the key. Education is the key, and education has not necessarily been the key to whatever people think that education is supposed to be. Knowledge is power, and all that sort of stuff. The educated are are a big part of what's happening to the world as it is. The most educated people are running things and they're, and they're, and they're turning people against each other. They're manipulating people. People are going into these um, <clears throat> institutions of learning and they're learning things about a kind of model that is dependent on people being divided from each other. It's, it's to get this kind of system that they want, they need people to, they need the have and the have nots. They need to people to see this distinction between the rich and the poor, men and women, black and white and all this sort of thing in order to, to, to make this institution that they want. And the more people feel like they have to be educated so they can, I guess, make their place in the world, the more ignorant they seem to be becoming about what it really takes to live wow. in a civil society. And this kind of lesson, man, this this kind of lesson, Steve, man, this was this was taught to us in the very first pages of 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 the Bible of what has has divided us. You got a tree of knowledge of good and evil and you got a tree of life. Right. Well, long story short, Adam and Eve leapfrogged over the tree of life and went to the tree of knowledge because they associated with power. It's like, look, man, I can have godlike power if I have this. Well, I'm going to despise life and I'm going to I'm going to. I'm going to go with separating myself from God or I'm going to I'm going to fall for the lie that there's no consequences to this. And I'm going to put a premium on 
education. I'm going to put this premium on knowledge. I don't care what kind of knowledge. I don't even care if it's the knowledge of evil. I want it because it will make me like God. And that's still, that dynamic is still going on today where people are despising life and they're despising people's relations with each other. And we don't even care to get along. We become lovers of self and, and, and we're just caught up with ourselves and what we want. And if there's anything that's going to stand in the way of that, you're a problem, you know, because this is what I want and it's, and it's, it's my life. So I think a big part of, of that is that people are, are going into these institutions and they want to be educated. They're being educated by people who are saying that, yeah, you're going to you're going to get a better career, right? You're going to get a better career. And you're going to make a lot of money while teaching them to despise the people who are making a lot of money, who have a good career. And then they go and they graduate and they go get their career. And they're going to be telling the next round of people that you're going to get a better paying job. And then people are going to hate you for having a better paying job. And it's always promoting divisiveness. And it, like I said, Steve, in order to promote that, they have to put people against each other, black, white, men, women, you, you name it. So education itself, <clears throat> just last, I, I'd say this, man, being educated without some sort of foundation, without some sort of filter to process your education through, to know that you're, that you're learning what is true and how to apply it, without that, then we just have a bunch of people who are just educated only to have the savvy to screw somebody else over with. Yeah, that does make it more difficult to get along. Uh, <clears throat> Scott, oh, and you know what, folks, I, I, I'm so charged by this topic that I, I forgot to introduce myself on the show. I'm Steve Green. This is Right Angle, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Sorry about uh, bearing the lead there. Uh, Scott, am I am I wrong here? Has, has, has there not been a sort of sea change in the last 10 or 15 years? Or am I unfortunately correct? You know, I don't know that I have a good way of gauging that. Um, there's no, you know, call me a scientist, but, you know, I feel like we should follow the science on this and I don't have any good data. <clears throat> okay. Um, I just know what's being, I, I not even what's being promoted in the media, but what is the most attention getting. And maybe it's a sign of the slow healing and unifying process that when nasty things happen, they so quickly jump to, you know, the foreground and become big issues uh, because it's not as bad as it used to be, so to speak. Um, so, you know, maybe if this were 50 years ago and Scott Adams started mouthing off, we'd be like, yeah, yeah, him and, you know, half the guys on my block. You know, it would it would not have been a big, as big a deal because his... Um, I'm not going to say his beliefs because I don't really know what he believes, but the things that came out of his mouth <laughs> sounded a lot like the things that came out of a lot of people's mouths uh, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. So I, I don't know that it's any worse, but I think there is a tendency um, for us to believe that there were halcyon days in this country when things were a lot better than they are now. And uh, somehow we've got to get back to that. Um, part of that is our conservatism that tries to hold on to, you know, time-tested proven principles. But I think our conservatism can hurt us if we cling to bad ideas of the past. And so, um, you know, I don't, I do think that there are people in media specifically who understand that the way to get people to watch your stuff so that you can get advertising dollars is to get them lathered up. 
It's a drug. Adrenaline is a drug. It's a rush. And we want people to get that feeling so that they come back to us for more and so that they keep on scrolling. And so, you know, the opportunity to immediately retweet or to repost or to comment on it, you know, it's as we're doing here, although I got to tell you, we're really bad at those like clickbait <laughs> provocative things. <laughs> we have not, we have proven ourselves ineffective at that. Um, but I, you know, I, I think uh, as I've mentioned before, I think we need to be a lot more attuned to what's to what's being attempted upon us, <laughs> to what people are trying to do to yes. us, to what to the reaction but, that people are trying to provoke that, from that's us. That's part of what I'm saying, Scott. I don't think it's the man on the street that's made things worse. I think no. I think it's the media. I think it's the politicians that, as Zoe was saying, are trying to divide us instead of what I used to see with my own eyes in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Well, and I think there's a, a certain extent which um, there are, let me say it this way, there are well-intentioned people who specifically want to draw attention to the aberrant behavior because they want to stomp it out. And so they want to say, hey, look, there's a racist over there, or there's somebody who's a sexist, or there's somebody who did something wrong, you know? And like, we want to draw attention to that because we don't want to get satisfied and say, well, we've cured all of that racial division back in the civil rights era and nobody has racist thoughts anymore and nobody does any well, you know, uh, crimes yeah. against other people because of their race. Yeah. So um, I, I think that a lot of well-intentioned people are saying, yeah, we need to talk about this because we can't slip backward. Um, we need to move ahead. We need to, to unify people. But a lot of times that's picked up by other people who are more interested in saying, hey, yeah, you know, those people are wrong now. They've always been wrong and they need to be defeated. So let's bring this up again and again and again and see if we can stomp them out. And uh, sadly, that happens on both sides of the political aisle. It happens on all sides of various issues. Um, and, and I just, if there's, I don't know if there's a powerful way to say this that will really get through to people, but it's like, you you are being used mm -hmm. on social media. Yes. You are a sucker. You're the product. And you don't want to be a sucker. <clears throat> and the more you click and scroll and follow and do that kind of stuff, you're telling the people who are trying to fan the flames of the Republic's destruction that they're on the right track and they just need to give you another little pellet and move you further down the labyrinth. All right. Uh, my wife blew up a jury pool on Monday of this week. Uh, before... <laughs> Before I tell you about that, which is related to this topic, believe it or not, I want to say, you know, it's it's really easy if you're white to point fingers at various black groups who have been separating themselves on college campuses and, and, and things like that. But let me tell you a story about what happened yesterday in Colorado Springs in a in a courtroom where my my wife was. Um, and Colorado Springs, where Colorado is a pretty white state. And uh, so we just we, we don't see as much of this in uh, a lot of our minority communities, at least in Colorado Springs, are, are military. And so they've got a completely different attitude. It's it's, you know, about the military team, not about black versus white versus Latino or any of that. It's the military was the first successfully desegregated institution in this country. And God bless him for that. And Harry Truman for giving the order. That said, um, my wife was called up for this uh, this this uh, six person jury on this uh, case. So I guess it wasn't a fel felony, but just the, the broadest details of the case. Uh, 
were a uh, person who was uh, proselytizing, going door to door to talk about the Bible and, and save souls, uh, came to a woman's house and uh, she she invited him in so they could talk because apparently she's very interested in the message he he was selling. And uh, they sat down. They had a great discussion about the Bible. And at one point, he grabbed her, hugged her, and tried to kiss her. And now he's facing some sort of assault charges in this case. The way the case was introduced to the jury was, could you set your biases aside with a black man forcing himself upon a white woman? And I don't think I've got the wording quite right. I don't think they asked, could you put your biases aside? It was probably something more like, would you have a bias if? And there was a, there was a lot of talk and the jurors were asked a lot of questions by both the, the defense attorney and the, and the prosecuting attorney. And uh, one of the questions addressed to my wife was, you know, have you ever seen anything lewd like this in public? And my my wife said, I spent my 20s going to nightclubs. I've seen everything. And the judge did one of these. And uh, have you ever been assaulted? And she said, well, yeah, somebody once tried to do that to me in a parking lot at a at a nightclub. And I kicked him in the you know where. And, and that was the end of that. So she's she's seen it all. She's been in a similar situation. And I, I, I think maybe the, uh, the, def, the, the prosecutor or the defense, somebody was maybe wondering, Ooh, do we really want her on the jury? And asked her another question and she she made them pause and said hold on you know the defendant's sitting right there i can tell that he's black we haven't seen the victim here what is her being white have to do with any of this at which point a couple other jurors uh, raised their hands and said i wanted to change my answer to the other question and at this point, there's some sort of panic in the in the courtroom. The jury, excuse me, the uh, the, the the judge and the both sides of the the prosecution, the defense are huddling together. They've got a white noise machine on, so nobody can hear them whisper. At which point, they dismiss all twelve. They 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 can't get a six person jury out of these twelve people anymore. And even in a town that gets along as well as Colorado Springs usually does, somebody felt the need to frame this case with racial overtones to the jury pool. And one of the jurors, who I'm proud to say is my wife, called them on it. So I don't think it's that we can't get along. I think we can. I think on a day-to-day -day basis, you and me and people watching this are pretty dang good at it. I just see too many of our so-called betters who don't think we can or don't want us to. And that's un-American. It's a damn shame. And that's your right angle on that brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time.